the most action-packed content from the top mobile experts. This is the App Masters Podcast with Steve P. Young. Looking for a mobile measurement partner? Or like the cool kids like to say, an MMP? Well, we've got you covered with our partner, Airbridge.io. Experience an unparalleled, accurate, and unified view of your mobile marketing performance, even in today's dynamic landscape shaped by privacy changes. What's more, Airbridge has recently launched MMM Studio, setting a new standard as the only MMP offering a self-service marketing mix modeling solution. Say goodbye to guesswork and hello to data insights. Learn more by going to their website, airbridge.io. That once again is airbridge.io. Notix is an audience re-engagement service based on web and in-app push notifications that work for both desktop and mobile devices. With Notix, website app owners and marketers can share their content and interact with their audiences in a highly engaging channel while still having the opportunity to monetize both mobile and web subscribers. Learn more by visiting notix.co. That is an O-T-I-X dot C-O. What is up, App Nation? It is Steve P. Young, founder of AppMasters.com, and welcome to our weekly YouTube live streams and podcasts. So if you don't want to watch on YouTube and see my face, well, then you can listen to the audio only on the podcast channel as well. It goes up every Monday. But today, I've got a phenomenal guest. I've known him for years, and I was like, Vivek, we've never done this. you got to come on and share your insights. So we're going to talk all about Facebook targeting, why it's so important, especially for his particular company. He's leading a lot of innovative initiatives for Times Internet, which is a huge media company out in India. He's out in the Bay Area. So without further ado, let's bring in Vivek. Vivek, welcome to the show, my fan. Good morning, Steve. Exciting to be here. Finally, huh? <laughs> Finally, dude. So just in case you guys missed it, Vivek is the VP of Marketing and Head of Growth at Times Internet. He's a very accomplished marketing leader. He knows a lot of stuff. And so we're going to break it all down with you. But Vivek, how do I do with the intro? Anything else you want to add? Uh, I think that's, that's good enough. Uh, what I would like to give people more insight into is just Times Internet. Yeah, as people... You know, it, it's a large media conglomerate. So Times Internet is the digital arm of the Times of India group, which is a 150-year-old um, newspaper brand that has since become a vast media empire. Wow. And now I am part of a special ops team based out in San Francisco that is, one, uh, focusing on improving our growth initiatives cross-portfolio, and two, uh, where you know, 75% of my time goes is uh, heading marketing for a new startup that is incubated fully within Times Internet. And this is uh, what we call an, a super app for non-resident Indians. There are 40 million Indians outside India. How do we make an app that serves their financial needs, their shopping needs, etc.? So it's it's been really exciting to you know have the backing of a, a media, a large media empire, at the right. same time getting to work on really early stage company building uh, in a 
initiatives here. Yeah, even at a big company, you know, you and I were talking before we started going live and you're like, hey, Steve, I'm still doing things that don't scale. Yes, I have all the resources in the world, but I'm started. I'm still doing things that don't scale. A lot of manual work. Yeah. And, you know, this is uh, we, we discussed a little bit before, and this is inspired by you know, the famous Paul Graham essay where, you know, we, we're in this world obsessed with scale, right? The, the most common uh, rebuttal you'll hear to any idea, but does it scale? Yes. And, and at the beginning is actually okay if it doesn't, because you're still trying to figure out your fastest route to PMF, right? So for us, we are talking to right now, so we are marketing only in the US. So we have tied up with uh, several Indian grocery stores, mm. right? And now, so we actually have stall, stalls running at several Indian grocery stores in Dallas, in, in New Jersey. And we did a couple in California as well. And we're we running a co-marketing promotion with a separate uh, company where we encourage users to sign up for our product, link their credit cards and check, invest some time in checking the app out. And we give them a little bit of you know, swag and goodies uh, as an incentive to do so. Now, uh, you know, is this something that I could scale nationwide? Probably not. There's just so many unknown variables. There's, you know, what kind of placement they get outside the store? What's the weather like? What kind of, what's the footfall like in that specific area? Uh, how competent are the agents who are on ground? So yes, this is not something that will scale, but for a company that is sort of figuring out really what are the needs of the users? What do they respond to? The real-time user feedback that we've gotten from this has been invaluable instead of building out our, our, you know, what you would call in gaming, your core loops, and to understand what is it really, what are the unmet needs for this market and what we're building, is it something that this audience is actually going to respond to? Vivek, I want to ask a couple of, to add on that. One, Hmm. when you're at a bigger company like that, how do you sell things like this? That they're like, you know, because you're probably at a point where it's like, Vivek, that doesn't scale. What are we really trying to accomplish here? Come on, can't we just run some ads? So how do you get that across? Is it just like, hey, you're you're the boss, so you're like, no problem, let's do it. <laughs> uh, I, I think you know, it, it's never. You, you could, I could always pull rank, but I don't think that's the right <laughs> way to to you know get things done. So anytime we uh, come up with a project that does require some sort of investment. I do establish some sort of a business case and the expected output from it. And that can be a quantitative output or a qualitative output, right? And so just establishing a clear hypothesis of what we are hoping to achieve, what is the effort that it'll, it'll take to do that and making sure management and all the decision makers are bought into the idea is, is generally important, not just for our company, but as if you're in any corporate world, right? Yeah. I love it. Hey, I was, I'm Burmese, so I love jalebi. Like that's what I <laughs> for. I love those sweets. All right, my father-in-law is Indian. So, but I do want to ask you this: like when you're when you said, "Hey, that product market fit PFM," when you're trying to figure out that early user feedback is so critical. What are you doing to ensure your agents on the ground are asking the right questions to elicit that type of feedback? Uh, that's a great question. So for the First part of it, I, you know, we from the who are actually part of the senior team, the company, we actually went on the ground ourselves, right? And 
you know, this is, it, it's, it's the grind. Wow. But you know what? You, if you want to build, if you're obsessed with, you know, making something new and not just, you know, scaling something from one to 10, which is, you know, I've done that in the past. Is, it's an absolutely worthwhile endeavor. Nothing wrong with that. But zero to one requires uh, a bit more of grinding it out. So we actually went on the ground to Dallas. We spoke to people. Wow. Uh, we walked all our agents through our onboarding funnel and we told them, hey, these are the main talking points. Uh, this is how you uh, incentivize people to you know, go through it on the spot. And third is, if you, know, if you get feedback, you make sure if there's something you can do about it on the spot, then just show them how to troubleshoot. Otherwise, make note of it so we can then uh, find patterns in what users are seeing and then help them uh, and make changes to the product and or give our agents on the ground uh, corrective feedback so they can address it the next time. Yeah, I love it. You know, as we're growing internally, I'm always thinking about like systems and, you know, there's a great book about extreme ownership and everything falls on us as the leaders of the companies. And so I'm kind of thinking through like, all right, I got to go through this, my process, bring people in and then kind of like, now I'm in like quality control mode, right? Like before it was like hiring mode. Now you hired, it's like quality control mode. And I'm just like balancing all of that internally. So you know, I, I went to business school and they'll, they'll always tell you, oh, you must learn to delegate, be a servant leader. But 90% of people who run successful companies are obsessed with the details. Like, let me yeah. tell you that. And and so am I. I'm, you know, I'm not, it's it's about the right details at the right time. So you yeah. get in there, you, you formalize the process, the system, and then you hand it over. So I think there's, uh, you know, it's like a, you're a lighthouse and you're shining a light on one specific thing so that people are able to kind of coalesce around your processes and system, then, then, then they know the way. Yeah. Anything else you want to add on this side? Because I'm selfishly asking for myself. <laughs> uh, no, I think we can, we can move on to the next one. <laughs> All right. Well, Mary has a question too. I really think Facebook is an ad vehicle I can tap into. She's got an app that helps you remember names. And so great for salespeople. I want to reach people that would be interested in a name remembering app if you learn about it through targeting. All right. So Vivek, let's get into some of the Facebook targeting stuff. You said, hey, I'm looking for Indians, not in India. So how do I find them, especially with IDFA? So how do you go about this targeting? Yeah, this is you know such a such a meaty topic, right? So, <laughs> uh, so what, what you're doing right now, uh, for example, at, at times, right, is uh, trying to do micro targeting in a world where market target micro targeting is dead, mm. right? So while there are 40 million quote unquote Indians outside India, there are only 4 million of them in the US. So now just kind of moving the conversation to only the US, right? That means that is 1% of the population here. Now, five years ago, you know, you could, if you want to target a Hispanic person between the ages of 25 to 35 in five specific cities, you could do that right. now. Anything of that sort is impossible uh, because of a lot of privacy issues and also illegal in some cases after you know the Cambridge Analytica and other uh, cases that have uh, come up in the last few years. So the analogy I've come up with is uh, of curling. Do you, do you, have you seen that sport? Oh, man. It's really famous in Canada yes. where you have this disc of ice and you're kind of just using this brush to guide it into the right direction. You can't actually touch it. You don't have control of it, right? So you're sort of just really frantically trying to figure out, hey, 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 just go here, move a little bit to the left, a little bit 
change the angle a little bit. So I think that is really what you're doing to the algo, where you're trying to course correct it through ancillary uh, levels. And there are three main levels that I found for that. One is targeting, second is creative, and the third is uh, your feedback signals. So the first one is targeting, right? We've generally found that uh, you know interest targeting it works, but I've never been able to get scale from it. So if you're mm. running a really let's call it a lifestyle business and you know, you're satisfied with uh, the traffic that is coming through, you're making a couple of thousand dollars a month, and that is the extent of your ambition, then, then that then that's completely fine. But if you're looking to build uh, a, a venture-backed company at scale, then really the only way out is, is broad targeting. Broad targeting and then running different experiments to figure out how, how to best find that audience. Uh, one way we have done that, and I completely understand that this is not uh, something others can necessarily do, is you use first-party data, right? We have so many different products within the Times portfolio. We use a lot of audience lists from other apps and use them as seedless for different lookalikes. So, mm. and you know, you can keep running experiment with 1%, 5%, 10%, uh, try with audience expansion. I think someone asked about the advantage plus as well. Mm. Uh, audience expansion works, but I would recommend that in general, whatever you think your estimated TAM is, your estimated audience from as a result of the expansion should not be more than 50% above that. So for example, if I know there are 4 million Indians in the US and my audience is 15 million, then it, it's, it's expanded too much. I need to figure out a way to cut that down and uh, narrow narrow my focus a little bit more. I see. So in so that that's what I've generally found uh, works the best. Uh, the second is, I think we already know this, creative, right? Creative is, is not, you know, it's a screening mechanism, right? So, uh, the product when it's called abound by the times of india uh, when we launched it in the first phase it was uh, a cashback and rewards application right so we people could shop at indian grocery stores they could buy cricket streaming and they would get a lot of cashback and rewards and what used to happen is that it just you know shopping cashback is just such a big category it started attracting a lot of people who were just not part of our audience set they would come into the app and immediately turn out saying, hey, oh, this is not for me at all. And it was really tough to control for that at top of the funnel. So what we started doing is when, once we launched the, uh, we obviously, you know, we started adding more uh, faces that were brown so that it, it's mm -hmm. really, uh, there's a, a subtle link that, hey, this is for this audience. And then uh, we added this feature of sending money to India. Now that itself, acts as a self-selecting procedure, right? Because if you don't want to send money to India, you will not click on the side. Right. Uh, so that has been really helpful. And we've seen some level of success with Cameo, you know, getting, let's say B-level celebrities, but recognizable faces yes. uh, and getting them to run ads, uh, uh, say something nice about the product. I, it's actually, if you have the right editors and, you know, are able to, figure out the hacks to make a, a catchy uh, video it, it it works really well i love it I, I i feel like more people should should go for that a uh, third one which is you know feedback signals and here three things matter recency 
frequency, quality, right? Recency is how soon after the install does this event occur, right? Mm -hmm. we, we know that 24 hours is the best, 48 is okay, but you do want some level of recency to the event. Second is frequency, right? We know, okay, Facebook requires, at least last I checked, a rolling day 750 events as feedback signals per campaign. Google requires 10 events per campaign per day. Dang. So that's, that's why they have the recommendation of your budget will be 10 times your TCPA. Uh, and the third is the quality. You know, what is it that you are actually trying to optimize for, right? So that event has to ultimately be uh, or have a good correlation to their ultimate goal, which is I'm assuming revenue. And what, I, what I've found is, is not just depending on your regular event flow in a pipeline, you know, your ETL that's normally there, but also uh, thinking a little bit deeper on creating synthetic events. So we worked really closely with our, our engineering team and created uh, what we call, we call it an HQ signup and an HQ bank link. So these are uh, users that we've identified as high quality and they and we send that back as a feedback signal to Facebook, Google as an optimization event. And uh, you know something similar that I had uh, done at a previous company with Elevate Labs and that was a subscription app, uh, brain training games. Uh, uh, so what used to happen is you, you, you would sign up for a seven day trial, which would then auto renew to a subscription. And once we created a, uh, a bar chart of how much time after the trial sign up do people cancel the trial. We found that a good chunk, like, I would say 30 odd percent occurred in the first six hours. So what we did was we created a synthetic event that instead of firing the trial start at the time of trial start, it was an adjusted trial start. And we waited for 12 hours after the trial and we discounted anyone who had already canceled their trial. So, uh, so basically what I did was I introduced a mild delay. So my recency is still taken care of, but I improved the quality by almost one third. And that I think was clutch in terms of us being able to find the right users and, you know, get the high quality users on board. Was that and, something that you had to build internally, Vivek, or is that like yeah. something you can do with the Okay. Uh, I would reckon at this point, some of this tooling might be available if you are, are, are running some of the, maybe like a revenue cat or something, but I'm, I'm not mm. sure. Okay. Yeah, so what we've done at you know times, right, is as a result of this for a bound, we are now running at an 80% basically match rate for our specifically specific audience. So we've gone from like, a, I call it an ATX magnification, right? You have one person of the, demographic audience, but 80% of the audience in our app is now an Indian person. So, uh, you know, these levels, while they are generally proxies and they will never give you, there's, no, there's never an exact number I can always tell you, but yeah. achieving that tells me that this thing, this thing works. I love it. Hey, I want to get into some of the targeting. So if you couldn't do, let's say you didn't have all this first party data that you do have, Vivek, and you're like, hey, dude, you're doing lookalikes. And so if you said interest-based targeting, now, 
you tell me if I'm wrong, because everybody talks about broad, but every time I've run broad, it gets super expensive. And, you know, I like to focus on like really affordable, cheap campaigns. You know what I mean? I'm not talking mm-hmm. about scale. And so one client we had that was in the sports, like betting, but like more for fun space, we were targeting mm-hmm. people, interest-based targeting with NFL. So American football. And then when I changed the interest-based targeting to all the mm-hmm. people who liked all the 32 teams, I dropped the cost per install. So I personally like to do interest-based targeting, but I'm not an expert like you are. So tell, talk to me, like, what's the best approach if you didn't, if you did not have that first-party data that you do have with the lookalikes? Yeah, I think, like I said, it, it all depends on the scale you're trying to achieve. Yeah. In most cases, you are better off, even if you don't have an audience list uh, available, you know, like like we do, keeping the targeting broad and letting mm. your creative do the heavy lifting. So at this point, you know, the ML has gotten smart enough that it can, with a very quick sample size, determine what kind of an audience is the best fit. You know, think of uh, TikTok as an example, right? Uh, every, if you watch any of the videos on, on the algo, every video gets a certain level of uh, outlay for, for in front of a different, uh, sets of users and it very quickly it can tell you which one is going to go viral which one is not and at this point yeah there, there's i don't think there's a lot of secret sauce in in these kind of algos anymore uh, and you know the facebook ml has also improved to a large extent after uh, over the last year uh, i if you do want to interest targeting uh, i think you want to try and just understand a little bit more about your audience and nsl is just so broad like 100 this, yeah like 100 million people in this country who, who probably have NFL as an interest. So I think the granular, more granular you're able to get uh, is going to be more, always more useful. So really understanding the audience, what their interests are, yep. and the more unique uh, you can find, you, know, you can get into that. I think that is always going to be super helpful. So let's go back to Mary's question real quick. And she says it's a game for like, so she's like, okay, I have a hypothesis that maybe salespeople are more interested. Should, should she do more interest-based arguing like this? Or should she create creatives that say, hey, salespeople, you know, we're, we got an app that's going to help you remember if you're at a big event like MAU Vegas, then, you know, like we're going to, we got an app that helps you remember all that stuff. Is that like, is creative more important then? And she could just keep it broad from like, you know, 35 to 40, you know, 55, whatever. That's an interesting one. I haven't really done a B2B campaign here before, but you know, my if I had a limited budget, my first inclination to be would be to use LinkedIn and target by mm-hmm. designations instead of trying to go broad on Facebook, where mm-hmm. so so it's not just audience but also context that is important, right? You're most people on Facebook to just faff around, check out what's up with their friends. Uh, every now and then I'll see some, you know, weird B2B ad there, but it's, it's, uh, I would say it's not the first place I would go if I were targeting salespeople, right. uh, their targeting levels on, on LinkedIn have become pretty sophisticated. You can target people by, uh, companies, you can target them by their designation, number of user experience. So I, I, I think if I had a limited outlay, that's where I would go first. Uh, and I would think about avenues like Facebook second. I like it. Okay. We got it. Benjamin said, any words on the advantage plus targeting from Facebook? I'll perform all my manual targeting attempts. So here's the advantage plus for those who aren't seeing it. Yeah. It so, that's what, had- so that's what I had mentioned over there where mm-hmm. uh, 
where you know it will increase your audience base but you mm-hmm. make sure it doesn't expand it too much so sometimes what might happen is if you do a 10% look alike based on a seed list with advantage plus it might expand your audience a little beyond what actually is your course you might want to dial it back by taking a a 5% seed list and running an advantage plus uh, selection with that okay okay and then param asks how long does a a lookalike or retargeting campaign take to really produce results? That's a question that I'm dealing with too. We're trying a retargeting <laughs> campaign for one of our clients on Facebook. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's, that's such a, uh, I'm going to cop out answer to this. All. It depends. <laughs> it completely depends on your product, your category, your, uh, your, you know, what kind of uh, audience you're targeting. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, you, you kind of know this, right? Let's go back to the gaming analogy. If you're running a hyper casual game, you're, you'll get, you know, dollars, a few dollars CPI, like maybe three to six dollars. If you're running a mid core, so 20 to 25. Uh, at Machine Zone, where we had, you know, 4X Builder game, we would get you'd almost $50 for an install. So wow. it completely depends on, you know, because our ARPPU is $500. Yeah. Uh, we, could, we could afford to do that. Uh, but uh, I'm just highlighting true. your experience. You know, this is Vivix LinkedIn. So <laughs> sorry, yeah, go I, ahead, Vivix. No worries. No, no. So I, I think it really depends on uh, your your audience, your target, and and you know, retargeting now is especially in iOS. It's a it's a very dicey game because by default you are retargeting anyway. Right now, if you're using because there, there's no device ID, so there's no suppression list anymore. So your ads are, in effect, being seen by people who may already have the app installed, mm-hmm. and you, you can actually find that. I think I think Scan is now able to differentiate that as well as the redownload uh, as well. Uh, sorry, redownload is for people who download again. But retargeting it, it's it's really tough to get a read on retargeting right now on iOS, but on Android obviously you still have those avenues available. So do you, is it something you should still try to attempt, or is it like a there's other ways. Think about other ad channels if you're trying to scale up Facebook. So, again, lookalikes. I would use lookalikes for prospecting. I don't. I don't know if I, retargeting is when you're a custom audience. So just to differentiate that, right? Right. Retargeting is when you have a custom audience. Say, uh, you know, this is something we do at our end as well, right? We we collect first party data, which is your email and phone number. Uh, we obviously built out a robust CRM and. Uh, you know, data pipeline. Uh, we conduct RFM analysis at our end, right? recency, frequency, monetization analysis to sort of diversify our audience into different segments. That some are, you know, power users, some are kind of casual users, some of them are churned out. And then we can take that first by data, create custom audiences, and then send those people messages through avenues like Facebook. So that that would be more of a retargeting maneuver. If I had to do lookalikes, I would take our power users, uh, get enough data to put that in a custom audience and build a lookalike off that custom audience to prospect and find users who are more like our power users. Oh, so I they're, see. They're, so there are slightly different use cases here. It's not, it's I not. Like I think, well, uh, you know, we like to see them in the same kind of conflict the term, but they're, they're, they're actually uh, the, the nuance here. I like that a lot. Okay. All right, we got some other questions. I want to give you a break. I want to say hi to people. Bobin's here. Sorry, it took a little bit while. Kevin, what's up, Kevin? Mary, Miguel, and then we got Adrian. 
And Luis from Venezuela. What's up, Pat? I love it. Oh, we have, uh, this is the United Colors of Benetton uh, <laughs> <laughs> happening right here. I love it. Urban <laughs> Preserve. Uh, hello, family. We'll be working together soon. All right. I love it, bro. And Solano, good Friday to everyone. I'm a bit late to the party, but I'm looking forward to learning something new. I have no experience in Facebook ads. Hey, well, let's talk about this. Vivek, if you got no experience, you know, there's Facebook AAA. I don't even know if that still exists, but like, where would you start if you have no experience with Facebook? If you have no experience with Facebook, I would find someone who has experience with Facebook like Steve. <laughs> oh, man, I'm, I'm very limited. <laughs> I'll be honest. I'm decent, but you know. Yeah. It's nothing, nothing crazy. Uh, that's a good question. So, you know, assuming that, you know, you have expertise or at least a consultation, the ear of someone who has done this before, right? I, I would, one, anticipate some amount of learning cost, right? You have to be yeah. willing to spend money to make money, right? That is just, that's, that's how the game works here, right? You understand. You're going to burn some amount of cash to to learn things. You, you know, there's just no way to understand the audience and see what works. Yeah. Uh, then, you know, two, I say, don't be a hero, right? Do what works. Especially in your beginning, don't be fancy and try to spend money on, uh, you know, some famous influencer. Literally, just go to your Facebook ad library or TikTok ad library, see what works in this category, replicate that, and run your ads to see what kind of response you get what is the uh, your retention what is you know how like how when does it flatten out so to understand how sticky your your product is for this audience and one important thing i really want to highlight is you know what i call the the fallacy of the early stage product uh, and this has happened a lot of times okay you know you meet a company that creates an mvp runs a few hundred dollars in, in facebook ad they find this audience and they love the product and they're like, holy shit, we found product market fit. Let's get more money from investors. And once they start spending, you know, $10,000 a day, the costs go out of control, right? And that is because if you are operating at the scale of, you know, a few hundred dollars a day, Facebook and you know, any algorithm based network, right? they can generally really pinpoint the low-hanging fruit pretty easily mm. right so there's an exploit versus explore concept right so they already know if you're only spending a few hundred dollars a day it's pretty easy to find those people but the moment you start branching out an exploratory phase you're you know there's something called uh, we call a product channel fit as well right uh, there's a really good framework called the four fits on on refor you should take a look at that so if as an example, right? If I had to, if I made an app for teenagers who are afraid of clowns, bizarre thing, right? If I only spent a few hundred dollars a day, I would actually find those people really easily. And then I would say, oh my God, I would hit product. But from a, a time perspective, that really isn't a lot of them. So you definitely want to add a little bit of qualitative uh, understanding as well uh, when you are doing your uh, early stage marketing as to how really how big is the audience, how big of a problem is it, where does it stack in the rank of the problems they have, and how much are they willing to spend or do to to get rid of the problem. I like it. So it's like, is this it? Exactly. This is this is great. I think this is any any company that is operating at early stage, you should think of take a look at this. You, know, you obviously have your 
product market fit, which everyone talks about, but there are also things like product channel fit, channel market fit, and your model market fit. I like it. All right, we're going to go a little bit quicker here. So GGEZ says, "Did you do you get any profit from investment in Facebook ads directly from those ads? Directly from the ads. I mean, yeah. if I'm opening a GoFundMe, it says pay me money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I thought, I'm not sure directly I, what does directly mean here, but yes, we are ultimately, yes. you know, we are performance marketers. Yes. Right? We are the easy answer is yes. Course, yes, we are operating with the view on ROAS. That is why we exist, why we have jobs in the first place. Yeah. So, yes, the answer is yes. What's up, Mujizi? Okay. <laughs> What's up, Steve? All right. Any thoughts on targeting with MC Huzi? Okay, my bad, MC Huzi. Any th- thoughts on targeting musicians? Musicians? Hmm. Uh, I haven't really dealt with an audience before, but I, I would imagine there. Uh, you know, some level of audience research would indicate uh, brands or interests that are you know fairly relevant mm-hmm. to these people, and I think that could be an interesting avenue. Uh, I would, yeah, I think I, I would think a little bit more and uh, delve deeper into maybe the the demographics and psychographics of you know what that category looks like to give you a, a, you know a more thoughtful answer. Yeah, I like it. Mm-hmm. I like the brands element. Because then you know, especially as a musician, you probably know like the coolest brands, not the brands that everybody has, like mm-hmm. the beginners like me. So, yep. I, uh, do you have a Gibson guitar? <laughs> I have a ukulele that I've yet ukulele. to just. Oh, wow. All right. My hands are small. I can't do a guitar. I can barely reach the other thing. <laughs> All right. Nurex uh, says Instagram ads really effective on app downloads? Uh, yes. I think, you know, in, in general, you want to give the algo freedom to select between Instagram, Messenger, Facebook, fan, etc. So uh, there was a time when I would kind of be a little bit more manual and select, hey, I don't want my ads to run on fan or something. But I think mm-hmm. at, at this point, you just want to have uh, dynamic placements. Okay. And then, Aluk, is there a way to target influencers on Facebook and IG? It's a good question. Selfish, he's part of our team. <laughs> <laughs> hollow mama, is that hollow mama? <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, Luke, he's part of uh, our team. He, we have a client, uh, you know, it's like a cameo type of app, and so we're like, we're looking for influencers to come onto our platform too. So that's why we're asking that question. Uh, okay, so the goal is for them to jump on to, uh, yeah, we want people like at least with 100,000, 500,000 followers. So, is there any way to target those people? I, I again, I, I would take a B two B approach to this one. Like you know, Facebook is ultimately a tool, right? But it's it's not always the right tool for every occasion. I think you probably have more luck building a scraping tool that just takes Facebook a massive YouTube or Instagram uh, API and says, "Hey, these are the people with hundred thousand followers. These are this is the contact information, or sends a message or DM directly to them through a bot." I think mm. that is probably going to be more effective, in, in my opinion, than doing a an outreach campaign. I think you you could you could try it, but I I think that would be my first inclination. Where yeah, I, I think you know it is one of those things where when you do you have a hammer, everything looks like a nail. I want to make sure <laughs> that as, as, as marketers, we must be versatile enough to change our approach depending on the problem. 
I like it. All right. Benjamin says, calling me out. The thing you showed before was not the advantage plus targeting. The one I mean is chosen on the campaign level. When selecting, you can't choose anything else but targeting except the countries. So I'm assuming, Benjamin, here's what you're talking about. Create a new campaign, app promotion, and then hit advantage plus. Yeah. Hold on, I'm trying to see. Oh, this is the one that they're really promoting. So this is their this is what triple so, A has morphed hat. into. Yeah. This is what triple mm-hmm. A has morphed into. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I think the jury's still out on this one. They are promoting this really heavily. Uh, I don't believe we are running campaign on advantage plus right now. We are still maintaining some level of you know manual control here. Uh, but I think this is a good option, especially you know if you are in the early stages, you're kind of still testing things out. And you want to get a basic, a quick read on how Facebook marketing will help you without too much of an investment in, in manners. I like it. Okay. And then Param asks also. And, uh, just one, one more thing over there. Sure. I think, you know, you, anytime you're starting off Facebook, Google, whatever, you always want to walk down the funnel, right? You don't want to start off a campaign that is optimizing for a level 10 of your game right at the outset. You want to start off with the install, get some data, you know, get your learnings, make some modifications to the product or your onboarding as you need, then maybe start a level two optimized campaign and key or you know, a trial start and then go to subscription. So you always want to be slowly walking down the funnel to reach your sweet spot of you know scale and, and revenue. I love it. Great philosophy. And then Param says he has a Shopify customer list would that work for lookalike on Facebook? I haven't seen many conversions. Maybe it's a timing thing. Hmm. Uh, so again, I, I want to you know, not give uh, talk about my ass here. My most of my experience has been in app marketing, so I may not mm. be the best person to ask about Shopify uh, list. I think you maybe want to read up a little bit more on Cappy, because uh, I, I was at the Facebook performance marketing summit, which was held in SF a few months ago at the at the Masonic. And they basically said this, that Cappy is the future of, you know, web measurement on, on Facebook. So mm. definitely invest some time and effort in understanding the conversion API, implementing the tooling correctly. And uh, that'll probably help you a little bit more uh, in your in your web attribution. Yep. Okay. And then you guys can just Google it and you'll find it there. Mm-hmm. Cappy is it. All right, let's see. All right, we got one more question from MC Hoozy. Could I, I'm an app marketer, and he, I'm assuming it's a, just interviewed an app marketing position. They want to gain 500,000 downloads in six months, and their budget is $200,000 in US. Is this realistic? $200,000. For 500,000 downloads in six months. But again, again, context is, everything right like uh, if i want to get that in india yes i can spend that i can spend half of that and uh you know get those downloads yeah it, exactly it all it all it all depends like i said on what is your category what is your product and who is your audience so without a little bit more context in that it's tough for me to give you any sort of answer yeah shouldn't be hard <laughs> if you focused on like you know lower costs countries. yeah i mean you know if you focus on lower cost countries or you know you just don't care about the quality you can yeah just give it to some affiliate network and they'll get you all the garbage but then what's the point right yeah benjamin i have no idea where you want me to go but like 
that was the first one was you know what AAA has now become. I don't. You're saying I went somewhere else. I don't know if you're talking about this one, the Advantage Plus. I have no so idea. Too, so I think this is Benjamin. This is good here. feedback for Facebook if there are multiple Advantage Pluses. Yeah, <laughs> there's Advantage Plus up here. I'm in the campaign. There's Advantage Plus up here. If you want to go manually, there's Advantage campaign budget, right? So like, you tell me. All right. Cool. All right. You say, yeah. Okay. Getting somewhere. They want US and UK, Europe and UK. Yeah. Depends on your goal. It's not hard, but it's anybody can get downloads, cheap downloads, right? It's like, are they quality downloads? Like, it's that's the name of the game. Yeah. Absolutely. I love it, man. Okay. If there's no other questions, let's get into the app audit portion of our show. And we like to start off every app audit with some dad jokes. All right, my friend. I think you're speaking at AGS, right? So I'll, I'll come out there later on awesome. with you. But let's place for some drinks or dinner. You want to go drinks or dinner? Both, man. Why, why choose, huh? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Vin. You want to go first or you want me to go first? I, I can go first. So, okay. you know, uh, when I got the email about this, I, you know, went to Reddit to look for some dad jokes. And, you know, even though I'm, I'm not a dad, I guess that makes me a full part. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Vivek, did you hear that NASA is about to launch a new mission to say, I'm sorry to all the aliens in the world? It's called Apollo G. All right. Put, put S if you thought my joke was better. Put V if you thought Vivek's joke is better. Look, we're a lot on the line, you know? And so it's dinner and drinks. It's a lot on the line. I have a better one coming though. If, okay. if you need more ammunition, you got a couple yourself. of rounds, Vivek. We will play best right, out of three. Right. Yeah. All right. We're going right. to take a look at Yusuf's app. Yusuf says, "Oh, actually, if you guys want us to take a look at your app on a future live stream, just go to appmasters.com/slash/audit." Okay. Yusuf says, "All right, he's got this app. He wants overall product feedback. So, anything on the app store side of things that you want to mention?" So it looks like it's a WebMD. It's like a medical information with AI stuff involved. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, what is a little bit unclear to me is that, you know, you say that this app can be used by anybody. So you're talking to the layman, but then when you say somebody's differentials like that, that is very specific language, which Mm -hmm. I'm assuming is maybe used by more medical students, but that is a little bit of a disconnect for me. Uh, second thing I actually looked at this yesterday, you know, functional dark mode. Like I don't, I don't think anyone really cares enough for that to put in the screenshot. Like I would reserve that real estate. <laughs> I, would, I would reserve that real estate for something <laughs> that is maybe more core to your to your product. Right. And uh, over here, the second and third, there's just a lot of wasted real estate. You could yeah. use that uh, in, in a different manner. Uh, but Steve, I'll, I'll let you also chime in. No, I agree with you. And I think, you know, I always like to be, especially in the early days, Yusuf, I'm just going to assume you're in the early days, given the number of ratings you have and all that stuff. And so I like to be specific to who I'm looking for. When I read the description, it says it's talking to more medical people versus like, so like, just speak to them, you know, the perfect app to help you with your nursing school or mm-hmm. your when you're in med school, right? And so lead in with that. And that way people know exactly who it's for. It's not for me and Vivek. It's for people in, you know, medical school. So that's, that's how I would try to approach this. In my opinion. Okay. 
And then ASO wise, you know, like go up. What I've noticed is if you look, maybe as you get more narrow and more targeted in your audience, you can actually go after like keywords that are related to nursing students. There's a bunch of different tests. I don't know all the acronyms, but there's a bunch of tests that have good keyword volume that you can start to optimize for because they probably need help with passing this Mm -hmm. test and your app comes perfectly in there. And I've talked to, you know, Vivek at our SF workshop a couple of months ago, we met with some people who did all that. They had tests type of apps for different tests and he was doing well in the app store. And so don't be afraid of being niche, especially in the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Hey, hey, listen, there, there are people who are selling apps to remind people to drink water and they're making money. So <laughs> there's, there's, there's nothing called too niche. <laughs> yes. Yes. I got a friend of mine who does pretty well doing just that. All right. Let's get into the app itself and give him some product, product feedback. All right. Here we go. Oh, did I not share the, the right screen? Let me share the right screen. Phone. Uh, share screen. Oh, I see. Got it. My bad. All right. So this is the first screen that pops up. Vivek. <laughs> it's asking for push notifications. All right. I'm going to hit allow. I'm always allowing it now. Sure. Okay. All right. Go ahead. You start. You want to start for me? Yeah. I, I think for me, if... Uh... It's a little bit of a, you know, it's too much text for me on this screen. Yeah. It feels just like a lot, it's like how old Google search results, uh, you know, used to be. Um, and I think the search is taking way too long. Yeah. Or maybe that's just uh, AI, your algorithm working into Oh, tracking. man. Okay. I'm going to give you a positive review. But, <laughs> okay. Yeah, and again, again, this is an important one. Like you want to generally wait wait for that rating prompt until uh, oh my god what's happening huh? it's an ad okay uh, so <laughs> for the for the rating thing you generally want to wait until they've received some level of output from your ad before asking for the investment yeah yeah yusuf like i here's what i would do i would lead with some onboarding screens to remind users what the app is all about add mm-hmm. some paywall i don't know what you have okay look add this paywall, like maybe a subscription or whatever it is. Because again, if you're going niche and you're going to people who are going to need this to help pass tests, then they're more likely to pay for it, right? And the way I like to operate this, especially for like zero to one, right? Have a in-app purchase that it's all subscription with a monthly, with a remove ads in-app purchase that is non-consumable because your ads are way too, too aggressive. And then you can make that remove ads for free and then you tell app advice about it. Now, what I have seen does work, Vivek, is when you do ask for the rating prompt during the onboarding process, it does work even after the paywall. Mm-hmm. That's how we do it. And then when you do the app advice campaign, what we did with our app, we got a, about 12,000 downloads making our lifetime offer for free. So for you, right. Yusuf, you make your remove ads for free and you tell app advice about it. It drives thousands of downloads and those thousands of downloads turn into reviews. And if you're doing the remove ads, we've seen with other apps, especially if the annual subscription is low enough, people tend to just buy the annual subscription because it's low enough, right? We did a $10 product. We made the remove ads and we made money on this app advice campaign. So from zero to one, that's a great zero to one strategy. You got no money from marketing. Very cool. Okay. 
Cool. But the product needs some work. It's kind of ugly. Uh, <laughs> That's my overall feedback. And the product. Uh, also the second screen, like the topic videos, I think there's just so yeah. much potential here. Like it's, you go to the next one. Is it? Uh, yeah. Because this, this is like, oh my God, this is like, you know, I mean, there's an opportunity here definitely to, like it's a general anesthesia that that's making putting me to sleep already. This this layout, yeah. I think there's definitely a a way to make this a little bit more uh, interesting. And, Agreed. Uh, I always like to do most popular. Like you know, this is all in like even if it's not the most popular, but if this is, I hate doing alphabetical. Cause, but like if I see most popular, my eye immediately goes to like it's at a new restaurant. Like here's our most popular. I love when menus have that. I'm like cool. Let me just try that thingy. Right. If I'm new to the restaurant, let me just try that thing. And I like seeing the most popular. And you know, this is me just maybe being a little bit more nitpicky here. Oh, please, but when I see a, when I see a, when I see a Gmail address in an app, it feels like this is not a serious company. Oh, right here. I didn't even notice it. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Email us. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you. All right. Cool. All right, Yusuf. Keep us posted. You got some potential here, man. So keep it going. Yeah. GG. I think what is Sorry. What's important here is that you, you, you know, maybe in the onboarding or in the app uh, description, you tell people what is the unique thing that is trained on medical journal mm-hmm. data. That is that is the important thing, right? Because there are tons of GPT wrappers out there. What is the key differentiator of your app? That you have trained the LLM on medical data and is able to you know, syn- synthesize output from that data. So I think if you're able to get that across better i think that'll give you a, a huge leg up on other apps Love it. oh here's the dark mode yeah that's this is wasted this up here i feel like i don't know for me i know they got the purchases down here but so i would go with subscription ad free unlimited searches blah 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 and open it up there okay we got a question about gg from early on sorry gg i saw it just wanted to wait. Can you tell me if keywords used in subscription promos count as repeated keywords if you place them in subscription promotions? <laughs> so I will show you what that means in a little bit. What are your thoughts? I, I wouldn't know. I think this is probably a better question for you. Yeah, I mean, it does work. So I don't know if it counts as a duplicate. Okay, so that I don't know. But I do know it is ranked. So this is what GG Easy is talking about. I know it is ranked in the app store algorithm. So I tend to have more specific keywords in here than like bland one, like calm premium. They could be like unlock all meditations versus just call premium. So have the right keywords here in the subscription because you can see like it does show up in the search results. We have seen like other apps where generally it need your app needs to rank well for that keyword as well. And then it shows up the in-app purchase. Rarely have I seen where it's just the in-app purchase shows up without the app tagging along. Right. I probably could find a different keyword that will have it. Let's try alarm. Let's see what happens. Yeah, I think the only time that I've seen it is when there's a special event going on. That's when it mm-hmm. shows up as a separate thing. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. So like here, I just put for alarm. This is not a branded term, but you can mm-hmm. see alarm, alarm me. And then let's see if there's another one that shows up that might be a little bit smaller. Right here, upgrade to premium. I don't know. Alarm clock. I don't know when it shows and when it doesn't show, but it's worth it. I mean, the way I see it, Vivek, is like, if you can get it to rank, you're just eating up more real estate, right? Like mm-hmm. like here, okay, I got to scroll down all the way to the clock. Man, alarm me is beating clock, the Apple clock. Yeah. That's good. All right, let's see me, let me see if there's any other questions that I might have missed. All right, Vivek, you know, 
we got round two, but round one. Thank you for all those voting, all Luis. Right. Thank you, Luis. Three zero shut out. Hopefully, we get a little bit more. What? <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Okay. All right. Okay. So, why does Dracula always bite people in the neck? I just, because why? he's a neck necromancer. Necromancer. <laughs> Okay, let me find my. I don't even. I came unprepared for this. I just had a few <laughs> that ready to go. Yeah. All right. Uh, I don't want to use. It's like I. I've already known a few. Okay, here you go. What do you give the dentist of a year? Dentist of the year. What do you give the dentist of the year? I don't know. A little plaque. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so put again. Same thing. A lot online. I could win it all. I could win it all, guys. Come on. Help your brother out. All right. All right. Uh, let's see if there's any questions. They give the same name. Question for you, Steve. Does barrier to entry apps work? My app has a barrier to entry. When the user signs up, they get contacted by us. And if they qualify, they get let into the app. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? Like, you know, like Clubhouse, right? Like, it's like, hey, get an invite, apply, and then we'll let you know if you're in. Uh I think that can work if there is, you know, some sort of a buzz about it. Is there some sort of a virality? But like, I think if you're gatekeeping entry right at the outset without having that, you know, initial seeding, I don't think that is the right idea. I agree. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, thanks to Pranam for. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are, one vote. All, all your people are sucking up to you man I, I know these are all your employees right what are you here. talking about <laughs> oh man you, you, these, are your, these are your plans voting S over here this right? is my plan that's why I do dad jokes just so I can get free dinners out of everybody <laughs> the, I agree with Vivek so like I think it, what is your goal right if you got buzz like obviously people are like alright buzz worthy so they want to come in if you don't have any buzz or if your goal is to get like product market fit fast, then just let them in because then you can start to really see the details because it does become a barrier to entry. You want them over. Look, they're they're laughing at your joke. There you go. Thank you. So you know, on on, on that note, like you know, something I found that you know, people and we uh, just a little bit of a tangent here. People when we talk about brand marketing and you know, digital apps, etc. Like if you have the virality of you know, a chat GPT, then brand doesn't even matter. Yeah. You can tell this name chat GPT was made by engineers. Like no marketer would call a product chat GPT. It doesn't even like roll off the tongue. What, what the hell does it even mean? Right. <laughs> but, you know, obviously mm-hmm. we're, uh, when we're talking about our, our industry, we're obviously in, in competitive categories and we almost stand out. So that's where you know, brand equity does become a little bit important. I like that, man. All right, let's get it to Yasin. I think I said that right. Speaking of ChatGPT, Yasin's got this app. I picked all AI apps for you, Vivek, but did he or she, I think it's a he, but anything that could help have a good impact. So, I mean, my first inclination at it was like, how different is this from the ChatGPT app? Yeah. Why, why do I use this instead of the actual thing? You seem like I did this video and we did this with Ariel from app figures, but I said, Hey, look, we've worked with a bunch of these little chat GPT apps and for chat GPT apps. If you don't, again, if you don't have the budget to compete with the official open AI, ask AI, you know, all these big chat genie, then, you know, optimize for the outcome, not for the mm-hmm. keyword. 
So essay writer, paragraph writer, like, you know, there's AI friend, AI dating assistant. These are all keywords out of ChatGPT. So it's the outcome that you're competing that you, and then that you're optimizing for. And then the big guys are not paying attention to it because that doesn't have enough traffic. They're running a lot of paid marketing. So they're going after high traffic, high difficulty Mm -hmm. keywords. You can live what I call in the dirt where it's low traffic, lower competition, but highly targeted and higher conversion and then get to that zero to one and then get to one to 10 by going after more generic keywords. That's the way I approach this. Yeah, cool. I think that's, All right. that's fair. Uh, can you scroll down a little bit? Oh, my bad. I was going to get uh, into the app. So right. Almost at the hour, Mark. Yeah, and the screenshots are ugly. I can barely read this. Come on, Yassine. Yeah, you can't have, read this. You have like white on that fluorescent blue. Yeah. It's really tough to read that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I think what, what is cool about this is, I, I don't know how well it works, is that it takes voice input and can, can also give voice output. So that that's a cool thing because I think that can be a, a cool thing that this, this could be a Siri replacement because Siri is, is dumb as shit. Uh, <laughs> so that, that could be an angle here. So, but, that. you know, every, every, and, you know, people like to shit on GPT rapper, but I, I think it's a perfectly legitimate business model. Great. As long as you're able to find that angle, right? So there's the company Jasper, which is raised a hundred million dollars. All it does is give you, you know, marketing output. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, uh, you, there, there are ways to make money and build a uh, you know viable business out of it, but this doesn't tell me anything that is different. And while you have a different shit, I think you maybe need to hype that up a little bit more. Love it. Okay, let's get into the app itself. We'll add in AI, most powerful AI on the market, giving you, you know, I don't like saying stuff like this when I have no reviews. So I personally don't like using words like most powerful, but okay. And you can make the text a little bit darker. It's harder to read. I mean, it's not that bad here, but like very hard here with my 43-year-old eyes. All right. My name is ChatGPT. <sighs> Too much text. Too much text. Oh, man. Where's the paywall? No paywall? Maybe maybe ask a question. See what happens. Okay. You want me to just write, write, a, poem. write a poem? Write a poem on app marketing. About app marketing. Or my friend. Oh, okay. Oh, so, there you go. yeah, I don't mind this. I think I would test. We have a client, you know, again, because we worked for the outcome and now we're, you know, we've been able to take it from zero to one really quickly for this app that we work with. It's a chat GPT type of app. We don't do trials. So because there's incurred, you know, you have costs. What I would do is show, have an onboarding process. Look at Genie. I mean, it's not difficult. I have all the screenshots and I did a video about Genie. But anyways, don't have trials for everything. Have trials for your higher performing LTVs there. But for our client, we don't actually have trials for anything. We let them do one prompt and then we lock them out. And so think about not because there's costs associated you. And I know it's not that high. But at the same time, like think about removing that the trials because I don't think it's never going to be 100%, right? That trial to paid is never going to be 100%. And then move yearly up and just show the one that you want people to buy as the first one and then move monthly down. Monthly has the lowest LTV, so it should never be the most popular. It should either be weekly or yearly. That's going to have a higher LTV than your their monthly. But also back to my earlier thing, do the remove ads, you know, like just have that as an in-app purchase, hide it somewhere in the settings and then run the app advice campaign. And that way they're like, here, come in for that. They come in for the remove ads, 
but then they end up buying something else for you. It's a great way to hack downloads. And then, you know, as you optimize your keywords in your ASO, you need to hack the downloads and that's how you hack it. So new, a, a fresh ASO, hack it with an app advice campaign. Give those keywords a fresh boost. Okay. Anything else you want to add, Vivek, on this? Um, you know, it says get access to the most powerful GPT-3 engine. I think we already have GPT-4. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> and yeah. I think in, in general, you know, this is just like a lot of text, like you said. So just trying to, yeah. if you make it more intuitive, like a chat conversation, you know, I think that, uh, I think Inflection AI does a good job of that. If you look at their UI, mm. uh, might might be useful to take some tips from them. Love it. Okay. Nurex asks, Steve, do, how do you get featured on health fitness app? So it's hard. I live, was listening to the sub club podcast and I was on it too. But anyways, Anya was talking about from rooted. She was talking about how she finally got featured and she just kept emailing them. So there's a form called appstore.com slash promote appstore.com slash promote and Nurex. Unless you're going to cold email somebody on an app store manager on LinkedIn, just keep promote, just keep pushing that as much as possible. And so have obviously integration with Apple health, but next fill it out, fill out that form appstore.com slash promote. And, you know, in, in general, it, so elevate used to get featured a ton of times. And so did balance, which was the, you know, the meditation app, it actually won uh, on not, not Apple. So I, mm-hmm. elevate one Apple's app of the year at one point and balance on Google's app of the year in 2021. Uh, and in general, you know, it, it's really about if you can, one, obviously, you just have to be super persistent and, and you know, pray to Apple's black box. <laughs> yeah. uh, and the second is you have to kind of touch in on something that is a very topical and relevant theme. And the you know, mental health over the last few years has just been super top of mind with, you know, COVID and lockdowns and in general, you know, the loneliness epidemic that is, you know, cutting across the country and the world. So all the apps are like balanced to the meditation app. Rooted is also about, you know, mental wellness. If your your app is is in that kind of a team, then your chances are are greater as opposed to you know, just doing like a regular workout app. Yeah, and I would say like the other way to hack it is Apple will have these developer meetups or like these virtual ones since COVID. Go sign up for it. Mm-hmm. Ask for the person's name. This is what I did at WWDC in 2016. I showed off my client's app and I was like, hey, what was your name? Oh, Vivek. Okay, cool. Thank you for your feedback. And then what I do when I get home, go on LinkedIn, Vivek Apple. And then I just found you. And I was like, hey, you know, when I reached out to appstore.com slash promote, I was like, hey, Vivek from Apple, loved my app too. He gave me some great advice at WWDC. And here's what we did with the changes. And boom, we got a game of the day. This is 2016. So all these little tricks. Do things that don't scale. Vivek, anything I miss before we say goodbye? Thank you for all the time you spent with us. No, I, I think there'll, you know, there'll always be something to talk about. <laughs> so, I didn't even get uh, into attribution, it, which is what I really wanted to talk about with you. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we'll, we'll save it for another time. We've got to have Vivek back because attribution is like a pain in the butt for me, Vivek. Like we're having so much problems with, we're running some TikTok ads and then the the scan data is just not getting pulled into TikTok. And you know, there are some minimum things that we're not hitting. But for another client, I don't think we ever hit those minim- minimums and we're able to get attribution working. I don't know what to do. I'm lost. Yeah. If it, if it makes you feel better, it's a pain in everyone's butt, not just okay. yours. So, yeah. <laughs> it's harder because I'm like, I don't feel like I'm like a super expert in this. So I'm like, am I just screwing up? Like, what am I doing wrong type of thing? No, I, you know. Not going to take too much time on this, but you know, yeah, cool. right now the the way we're working is that we have to just kind of 
tear ourselves out from that vision of having that deterministic data that we used to. We just kind of just have to rip that bandaid off and try and get, you know, uh, and think in probabilities. Like what is the closest approximation to the truth that we can get? Yeah. So that involves looking at different sources of data. One, you know, we literally look at three different numbers. We look at our backend numbers for our overall health of the business. We look at platform numbers at a, at a network level. And then we also look at scan numbers to see how closely you know, they match the platform numbers and uh, get a, a sense of how things are, are doing on iOS. Uh, one quick tip that I actually got from AppsFlyer at one of the events is from the millions of campaigns they run for all the clients, they figured out for Facebook, the, the key threshold level is 30 installs per ad set per day on iOS. But that mm-hmm. is your, your minimum threshold you need to hit for, for, for your null conversion rate to be, you know, in, in 10 to 20% or as close to zero as possible. Eric says, what do you think about TikTok ads? Effective? Very effective. As long as yeah. you have a lock on creative, you got creative, your shelf lock. Your half-life of creative on, on TikTok is, is, is days, not weeks. So oh, really? you really need to be on, on point of, uh, and top of all the TikTok trends and definitely take a look at their new ad library. It is extremely good. Yep. You can sort by CTR, category, product. It, it's, it's fantastic. Uh, I think I got rid of the, the CTR. They did? Okay. Uh, I don't know. Here, yeah, we, so, I did it. I, I think it was after you and I talked when we were prepping for this. I was like, oh my God, they do this too? What? So let's just let's just try it real quick. But you guys got to right. check it out. Uh, okay, I'll go UK. Yeah, see, they removed it. I don't know where it is. <laughs> I think marketers might have objected to that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they removed it. It's like, what? They, they did have CTR, which was insane. Uh-huh. But yeah, mar- maybe marketers were like, dude, why are you giving that? So now we have yeah. this. But it's still a great resource. Check it out. Yeah, it's a great resource. You know, you uh, find the right partners to to run your creative because this uh, does require a very, very uh, you know, time consuming uh, research on what what is it that's actually working right now. Yeah, CPI, TikTok, and Instagram—it's all testing. Like for one client, we're getting like a dollar twenty three on TikTok versus like a two dollar on Apple Search Ads. So it depends on the market, depends on everything. It's just not a lot of search volume for this type of app besides the brand. And so TikTok gives us an outlet to reach our core audience. So, all right, Vivek. All right, last thing I will say is go connect with Vivek. He's got a wealth of knowledge. Don't just swarm him, but his LinkedIn profile is linked up into our show notes. And then timesinternet.in is the company that he's running. He's the VP. He knows a lot of stuff. As you guys can see, he's got a lot of great experience across multiple categories games to you know me- big media companies and now leading all the innovative stuff for times group all right vivek if the audience wants to connect with you in any other way do you want to send them anywhere else yeah i'm also i have a large di- digital footprint so I'm, I'm very active on twitter as well but uh you know a lot of non-professional stuff as well so you know but feel free to <laughs> connect uh any of these places uh, always happy to chat with industry folks and you know we're we're a small industry there's really no yes. gatekeeping of secrets or information here always happy to train notes if you're online or even at uh one of these conferences that i, I keep attending so yeah i'll see you see you all there 
All right. And Vic, you owe me. You owe me dinner and drinks, my friend. Sorry. Hey, I have one more. I have one more. Okay. In case, right, let's go. In let's case go. this changes the game. All right. All right. <laughs> all right. A, a girl came into my bookstore and asked, what are the chances you have a book on curing eating disorders with religion? I told her, yes, it's called Slim to None. <laughs> there you go. If you're trying to make it up. All right. I like it. Do one. <laughs> Let's call that a Hail Mary. <laughs> all right well guys i'm gonna be doing a solo podcast tomorrow next week we're gonna break down all the aso stuff along with some of the new things that we're discovering from an aso standpoint i know i haven't shared a lot of the newer stuff lately in a quick little video so i'm gonna break it all down for you next week live every friday at 9 a.m pacific vivek thank you for finally for saying yes and <laughs> finally coming on and doing this with me Thank you for having me, Steve. This is a great experience. This was my first LinkedIn slash YouTube live. So super excited about this as well. And uh, thanks for, you know, to everyone who attended for your participation as well. I really appreciate all the thoughtful questions. Yeah. And I appreciate it. All the jokes wins for me. Luis, thank you. All right, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Have a great weekend. Bye. Thank you. Tired of overpaying for App Store optimization? Get unlimited ASO and app marketing support to increase your keyword rankings, downloads, and more importantly, your revenue. Learn more at asomasters.com. Thanks for listening to the App Masters podcast. For show notes and amazing app marketing content, check out appmasters.co.